so then I know the way that I, I built trust upon that incident was I admitted my mistake. I admitted that I was wrong. Because, you know, when you attempt to hide your mistakes, people know that you're being dishonest in many ways. So by being open, you show your vulnerable side, and this helps trust with other people. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prevo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome everybody to this episode of Trust is Essential. Yep, it is. And I'm going to be doing a solo cast. It's just me, Han Solo cast. I know that sounds corny, but that's the only time I get to say it. <laughs> and I have done three other podcasts around trust. I've done one about after betrayal, real rebuilding trust. I think that was in February of 21. I did another one about uh, empathy is key in building trust with my wife. Another solo cast of building trust. I'll have the links in my show notes for you to to listen to those uh, episodes if you haven't already. And I'm going to do another one because it is absolutely essential. And I'm going to plug my coaching groups right now because these two themes of these coaching groups will definitely help you build trust. So these coaching groups will start in October. I'm going to do two separate ones, one for individuals, and that is called Creating Healthy Boundaries and Expressing Needs. Boy, do we know how important that one is in building trust, especially for ourselves, our self-trust. When we have healthy boundaries, we trust ourselves to be able to take care of ourselves in relationship and in life. And the other coaching group is for couples only, and that is focused on moving through conflict to connection. And when you really have the skills as a partnership to be able to move through conflict and that you'll know that you'll get into connection, that will build trust in your relationship. Our live and Zoom, and I'm keeping it to a small amount of people, to have the intimacy and trust of the group so we can learn from each other. Each session is two hours long. There will be two a month with the duration being three months. So October through December, a total of six sessions. Since these are my introductory groups, I am giving a very good discount, about 30% discount for this first group. So if you wanna learn more, just go to my website, prepo.com, hit the coaching page, and you'll learn more and you'll be able to register. And you can all also contact me through my website if you have any questions. I'm really excited about these groups. I want to do ongoing groups on 
different topics, especially many topics that I've done in my podcast so that you can learn more and deepen your understanding in your own life. So what is trust? We all know that it's a, it's a feeling. It's also a feeling in the body. I know when I'm around somebody that I trust, my body is comfortable. I am at ease. I can be myself. You can really pick that up when you look at animals, boy. They know if they're comfortable about with somebody. My cat, Habibi, man, he trusts me to like mess with his neck and scratch it and sometimes just kiss on his neck. That juggler, man, right? The cat that has an open neck. <laughs> that sounds kind of funny, but then when he lifts his neck and there's that openness, there's a lot of trust with that, with an animal. But, you know, he's a cat too. So sometimes out of the blue, he'll just like scratch at me or nip at me just because he's irritated. And that loses, I lose trust in him sometimes. <laughs> but it is, it's a feeling in the body, but also that comes from our experience with someone, which means it's built. I know sometimes we can have an instant feeling of trusting somebody, but usually it's built over time, especially through adversity and sometimes crises when people are really there for us, especially our partner, right? When our partner is really there for us, especially through crisis, there's a foundational feeding of the trust. I know I can count on you. I know that you will be there, especially in my vulnerability. That's when I'm talking about some of the crises aspect. And trust is the foundation of any relationship because without it, the relationship will be shaky and I think it will eventually fail. I see that every day. I see that in my practice, the eroding of trust and how relationships erode from that. And I think that's the, the lack of trust is the main reason why relationships fall apart. And some signs, of course, that you lacked trust in, uh, in a relationship. You may feel like you can't let your guard down in front of your partner. Maybe you are suspicious when they have a phone call or a text. You know, you imagine the worst when they don't answer their phone that's how it kind of shows up in uh, overt ways that people don't trust or you struggle to ask for what you want. Sometimes it's even like you feel like it's, it's best to take control and do everything yourself because you can't trust your partner to be there and support you in the things that you need to do in life. So I think we all know the feeling of lack of trust. And a lot of times, of course, that stems from our past and our family of origin. Were we able to trust those people, our parents especially, that were supposed to be there for us, really take care of us, especially when we were so vulnerable, when we made mistakes, when we felt that we weren't a good person? Was our family accepting of us? When they were, there's trust in that. Could we rely on them? Were they reliable? That's a big marker of trust, is reliability. It's basically, you do what you say you're gonna do. <laughs> Very basic, you do what you say 
that you're going to do, that creates trust and also a more sustainable and consistent reliability really builds trust. You say that you're going to show up at seven o'clock and you show up at seven o'clock. Or if you don't, you call ahead of time and let that person know that you're not coming. There's reliability in that. A big part of reliability though too is showing up in presence. That when the person that you love that is close to you or a friend, when they're expressing themselves and they're being vulnerable and they want to be heard, hear them, listen. Don't come back with your own stories. Be curious, be interested in them, hold that space for them. Support them, let them know that they are heard and that they will acknowledge for their experience. That creates a lot of trust. And that's one of the number one complaints that I would say that some partners have is they don't feel that their partner, they don't trust their partner because they don't feel that they really hear them, that they really know them. And actually, are they really curious about what their world is instead of just defending themselves? A lot of partners, especially in a conflict, they defend their side. They don't pause and say, okay, your turn. Let me know what was going on for you. Let me know, and I want to experience what your experience was. When my partner does that, my wife does that, man, does that build trust. Because also, I know that she's taking care of the relationship in that way. She's not just being individualistic. She also knows how important to feed the trust of the relationship by allowing me to be heard. And when we both do that to each other, there you go, that builds so much trust in the relationship. And when you trust your partner, you know you're their priority in many ways. They have your best interest at heart. And when differences and challenges may occur in your relationship, you know that you can overcome the problems together. And also one way to know that you can do that, what I consider one of the biggest aspects of trust is to trust yourself, trust your own judgments and allowing yourself to also trust others. But trusting yourself is so foundational that you're actually gonna be able to be transparent, trust that you're gonna speak your truth, trust that your reality and your experience is yours and it's valid. And so there is an aspect of not shying away from your reality. To also trust that you have some skills and some tools that you know are bettering the relationship, that you can conjure those up. Every one of you that are listening to this podcast is gathering tools. Whether you do that every day or not, you know that you are capable of it. And when you demonstrate that more and more in your relationships, you will build trust in yourself that when a conflict comes up or when you need to speak your truth, when it's really challenging to be emotionally transparent, that you can do that. So the more that you do that, you have efficacy. And efficacy will build trust. Efficacy means I've done that in the past. That means I can do that more now in the future. So that's what you want to also focus on is, do you trust yourself? Do you trust even when you're confused that it's okay? Do you trust that your feelings are valid? They just come. 
they are feelings. They shouldn't be judged. Are you comfortable with your own feelings? The more that you become comfortable with your feelings through aspects of emotional intelligence and working with validation within yourself, you will trust that you can show up in your authentic self in your relationship. There's also an aspect that I trust myself that at times when I'm giving my wife the attention or acknowledgement of her side of the experience, there's a part of me that trusts, whoa, 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 people, like, calm down, boy, calm down. You don't have to defend yourself. You will get your turn because you deserve respect because you make it easy for other people to respect you. That's a trust that I have in myself that I know that I would be able to go up at a later time and say, hey, I really want to express some things that I also experienced. I would like to be heard. I would like you to be curious and interested in my perspective. That's important to me. So that startup, that just coming in makes it much easier for me to be heard so I can trust myself to take care of myself in that way. So don't hide your feelings. You know, being open about your emotions is often a very, very effective way to build trust. You know, emotional intelligence plays a role in building trust, acknowledging your feelings, learning the lessons, and taking a like, productive action. That means that you won't deny reality. And this is the key to also building trust. And... It's a big one for me that I want to do a whole separate podcast. And and that is not always trying to be right. When I'm doing that, man, that erodes trust. That I'm always thinking that I'm right or my way is the best way. Or when I come in and automatically tell my wife, no, 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 that's that's no good. That just happened last week. My wife was getting ready to go to Denmark. I'm leaving in a few days to see her, my Prince of Pesa, my son, and... And Emma, I'm so looking forward to that. But we were talking about the logistics of extra luggages. My son bringing a luggage, my, me bringing a luggage uh, for my wife to take some things home uh, because her mother passed away in uh, January and she wants some memories from her mother. And so we were talking about all of, all of these logistics and immediately when she made a suggestion, I went to, no, that's, that, that's not going to work. Mm-mm. I was really closed-minded. I really felt that I was right. And all of a sudden, I saw her sadness and her frustration of why do I always need to put in that aspect to just even cut her off and even like deny her suggestions in some way. And boy, that really, that really hit me because I need to own some of that. I don't do that all the time, but I know when she says something, especially at that time, that it has some validity, right? You need to um, allow influence from your partner, even when it doesn't feel good. And that didn't feel good to hear that, that I don't give her space, that I totally just cut her off. And she was right. I apologized. I felt the remorse, uh, but I know that that, that erodes a little bit of trust. I want her to know that she can make suggestions and that I'm not going to just cut her off and think that mine is the best way. So I'm wondering how many of you do that. And when we do it, 
We're not getting more love. We're not getting more closeness. We're not getting more kindness. So then I know the way that I, I built trust upon that incident was I admitted my mistake. I admitted that I was wrong. Because, you know, when you attempt to hide your mistakes, people know that you're being dishonest in many ways. So by being open, you show your vulnerable side, and this helps trust with other people. Because I know this one thing, if you pretend that you never make mistakes, you'll make it difficult for others to trust you because you've created this difference between the two of you. You're a human being. Human beings make mistakes. Everybody makes mistakes. And when we fess up to our mistakes, the other person knows you're like them. <laughs> and also that you're understanding their reality. So when all that a person sees is this perfection that you're trying to project, they likely won't trust you because they're going to see that attempt for you to protect yourself through wanting to just be perfect not wanting to, in some way, be human and admit your mistakes. That takes so much courage and it takes a lot of strength. And I know my wife is really good at that. And when she does that, not only, yes, it totally builds trust, but man, it's an inspiration. I am so inspired by how she can stop in her tracks and take accountability. So if you're listening, babe, I so appreciate when you do that. It's so inspiring. Helps me become a better man. Yep. You know what's another interesting aspect that's essential for trust, I think, is when, when we take time to make decisions and think before acting too quickly. Boy, when I'm able to do that, um, I know people trust me more because it's coming from my core, really from my grounded center, instead of uh, quickly wanting to please or wanting to deflect. You know, uh, this comes up for me because I had this uh, in my family a lot. Family members would come to me and say, hey, I want to tell you something, but promise not to tell mom or promise not to tell this person. And automatically, I wanted to be in the in-group and I would say, of course, I won't tell. And then when they tell me the thing, I'm like, oh, shit, man. I really need to tell this person. It's important to tell this person. I might not agree uh, all of a sudden. Like, that wasn't a cool thing to ask me to not say because it's important for this person to know. So I think it's also important that sometimes I go, wait, 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 wait. I don't know if I can promise to not say anything. That's a big one because there could be a real quagmire. I've had quagmires about that, especially in my family. But I'm pretty good at doing that, of course, at work. Confidentiality is a big thing. I know that I am not gonna speak about it unless this person gives me permission to, to speak about it. But I think it's so good to be clear about what you, for instance, you know, how are your commitments going? What do you have on your plate? Are you able to say, yes, I will do this favor, this request that you have? And, be, and mean it, because if you don't do it and can't show up to that agreement, that's where you start chipping away at trust. So it's very important that you get more clear on your decisions and that you agree to requests uh, pertaining to your own time and energy. So you, 
having the courage to say no, even when it disappoints someone, that could be really beneficial. That actually builds trust. Because if you, if you agree to something and can't follow through again, I think everybody is worse off in that situation. And good communication is essential to trust everybody. I know that, you know, we want to learn good communication that includes being clear about what you have or have not committed to, what's been agreed upon. Um, Building trust is also not without risks. So it's really important that you're able to communicate clearly and you want to bring the person towards you in your communication. You don't just want to push them away by criticism or attacks. So navigating effective communication is key in building trust. Because if you don't have good communication, I hear a lot of people say, but I didn't intend to have you take it that way. You took it the wrong way. And so if you're clear with your communication of really understanding how to send it out, not how it's going to be received. You can't focus on how it's going to be received. I have no control over how people receive my communication. If I'm grounded in how I send it out, that's my alignment. And usually when I do that, if they receive it adversely, okay, let me take a quick look to see how I send it out. Did I send it out in my alignment? If I did, I also have to let them have their experience. So sometimes just letting people be disappointed can also build trust. And everybody knows this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I mean, being honest, tell the freaking truth. Relationship dies in lies and thrives in truth. So you always want to be truthful, even when it's really challenging. Because I know when I'm caught telling a lie, no matter how small, trustworthiness is diminished. And that podcast I did about after betrayal, I'm not going to get into that whole aspect about honesty, about cheating and infidelity. Everybody knows that when you're not honest, how much that erodes trust. I can't emphasize that more. Betrayal around that, ooh, that takes a real challenge to rebuild trust after a betrayal. It goes right to the heart of the person's self-worth that's being cheated on. It goes to the heart of the self-esteem of the relationship because you thought your relationship was one way and the reality was it was a whole different reality. You thought that this person was loyal to you, that they were committed to you. And when you find that out, there's a whole jolt of reality. So trust gets pulled, the rug gets pulled out on that. And I know like seeing that so often in my practice, how sad it is in some way, it's good for me as a therapist to see it in my personal life because I don't want to have that hurt in my life. I do not want to hurt the people, my family by being dishonest in that way and uh, being out of integrity. And I know we're all human. I've done some things in the past that were like that, and I know the hurt, but I don't want to do this in my committed relationship, and I'm so glad that that path is really clear for me, and that has built real trust in our relationship. That's one thing that 
that some people can say, yeah, I really trust you. I don't have those trust issues. Other people do have those trust issues in their relationship. Here's another aspect that I'm just thinking of about that comes up uh, in my work too is about respect. Respect plays an important role in trust. And one of the most emotionally enduring ways that we can be harmed by our partners is if they belittle us, if they criticize us, or look at us in a condescending way with contempt, especially when they do it in front of other people, because a lack of respect really destroys trust. I mean, you know what it feels like when you're around somebody that you know that in public, you can trust what they say about you. They're not going to bring up some joke. They're not going to bring up some joke. Of course, that's going to be only to, to your detriment, just so that they can get a laugh. When I've done that to some friends, and I've had a friend specifically tell me that that really hurt them, I tell them, you got it, man. I will not do that again. You can trust me. I know that you're telling me that that hurt you. I thought it was in jest, but you're telling me that it hurt you. You got it. I'm going to rebuild the trust in that. Instead of saying, oh, come on, man. Come on, just take it easy. You know, don't, don't be an ass about it. Just take it easy. No, they're hurt. If I can hold their experience in uh, a tender way, in a kind way, that's going to build trust. So uh, I think this is pretty common that everybody knows that it is important to be emotionally vulnerable because when we are and we are being ourselves or the need to wipe away the facade that we might have, we always fear rejection. That's a big, I think, human condition is to fear rejection. And if we can trust when we can rely on somebody else, when we can rely on our partner to build trust through vulnerability, and that will happen, I think, automatically over time through daily interaction. <laughs> daily, did I say daily erections? I meant daily interactions, you know, such as feeling assured that your partner will be there if they have offered to know that your partner will be there when they have opened the space for your vulnerability, when they say that they will be there, that they will listen that creates trust. And trusting that I'm not going to edit out that erection thing. I'm going to trust <laughs> I'm going to trust that you're going to just hold me in my vulnerability. And here's one for you you people that are just starting a relationship. Right off the bat, be honest. Right off the bat, be emotionally transparent. If you can build that trust early in the relationship, man, you got you got it over a lot of relationships. That's what happened with my wife and I too. We build that early, early on in our relationship. And that became the foundation of our relationship. So those of you that are just dating, take those risks. Take those risks to be honest, to be truthful. All the things that I'm talking about right now, do it early on. And you know what also builds really good trust? is acting and speaking positively about your partner, especially in front of other people. I think that's a big one, especially if you've been together for a long time. So talking positively when I'm talking about my wife to my friends or my family, 
I really want to um, show them who she is in such a positive light. Sure, I have some friends that I can come to with some of my disgruntled uh, complaints, but I don't do that often because I want to, I see my, what I see in my relationship and my partner, how much I appreciate. And to be able to do that in front of other people, especially when she's around, I know how good she feels with that. And that builds trust. Because I know on the other end, it sure does. Because I asked my wife, hey, how do you like it? Like when I'm telling people and talking about you in such a positive light. And she's like, oh, that feels so good. I'm like, yeah, how about, I would love to feel that too more often. And so she got that when I said that. And she started doing that. She started talking about that. She didn't think that she really had to do that. That why do I need that? Why do I need that ego boost? To me, it wasn't an ego boost. It's about trust. It just built trust that I know that she's willing to talk positively uh, up to about me to other people. Warned my heart. Because again, we know the reverse. When one person talks nasty things about the other person, especially in front of the other people, that definitely erodes trust. You do not want to do that, folks. And I love how trust can help overcome obstacles. When you trust your partner, you know you're their priority. They have your best interest at heart. When differences or challenges may occur in your relationship, you know that you can overcome the problems together. And that confidence in your relationship, I call it relationship esteem, then you don't freak out when you have conflict, when, like I said, there's challenges or obstacles or crisis, you know that you can overcome it together and that builds trust. And another thing, when you have trust that's so essential for individual growth, when my wife trusts that the things that I'm gonna make a decision on for my own growth, whether it's getting together with people, taking classes, uh, eating certain foods, when she doesn't doubt me, that she maybe is more curious, that she trusts that I need to experiment in my life, I need to have these experiences, and that she trusts that I will move through these experiences in a positive way, even if they are challenging. When we have that in our relationship, we allow a lot of room for the other person to explore and be a human being in the world and bring that uh, growth back into the relationship. Here's a, also a, an active gesture that I think is essential with trust is maintaining eye contact. I know it's hard for some people, but if you can look into each other's eyes while talking, it shows that you both have nothing to hide. And it's very, very intimate. It can be very challenging for seeing somebody and allowing them to see you. But when you stay mindful in that, that's a connection that goes very, very deep and it creates trust. Yeah. Hmm. What else do I want to say about how trust is so essential? Yeah, being open to feedback. You know, if my wife says, hey, you know, there's something that I observed that you just said or did, are you open to hear some feedback about that? <laughs> I know that's going to be challenging. But when I allow that feedback in, 
that builds trust. I'm saying to her, yeah, I trust your observations. They may not be 100% true, but there's definitely some truth to probably what you have to say. So that can really build trust when you allow that feedback that we call it allowing influence from the other person. So again, it's really vital to learn really good communication tools to be able to give feedback in a way that's not critical, in a way that's not blaming, in a way that's not shaming, a way that's not contemptuous, that's kind. Even if it's straight truth, it can be kind. Yeah, so that's, I think, what I got. And I really, really put out to all of you, I, I really want you all to have a trusting relationship, to be really comfortable in your relationship around your partner. That's such a gift to be able to give somebody to receive it yourself, but just a gift to experience in your life, trust. So I deeply wish that for all of you. All righty, folks. Hey, but a song is coming to me from my girl, Sharday. I had such a crush on her when I was young. So I love this one song where she sings. I always hope that you remember What we have is strong and tender In the middle of the madness Hold on So it truly is a good thing And I always wanted you to know There is always this and this is everlasting Hold on Mm. It's about faith It's about trust it's about faith. It's about trust. Yeah. Nothing can come. Nothing can come. Nothing can come between us. Nothing can come. Nothing can come. Nothing can come between us. Nothing can come. Nothing can come. Nothing can come between us. Relationships. Let's talk about it. Is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more about licensed counselor Prebo Teplitsky, visit prebo.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling or therapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Thank you.